It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Straw Hut Media. We're rolling. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Tired of asking you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, yes, I'm ready. Mm. Ooh, I spilled all of that. You spilt it or you spilled? I spilled. Spilled. Spilt it. Isn't that like a New York thing? I spilt it. I spilled the. Mom, I, I spilt it. I spilled the tequila. Pour yourself a glass of your finest tequila or whatever you drink. From Straw Hut Media, this is Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Mox. Okay, full disclosure while Daisy is getting a paper towel. We are on our, just past our second Don <laughs> Roberto tequila. Roberto. I was going to say, or as yes. the Spaniards pronounce it. Roberto. Don Roberto. We covered this before. Now she's openly mocking me because I can't roll my R's. <laughs> she takes great joy and pleasure in mm. mocking me because I can't. No. Here's the thing that happened from the last podcast, though. Young lady. Countless people said, Ricardo. Ricardo. I can't roll my R's either. This is not just a Richard Marks thing. Many people cannot roll their R's. And I feel so much better having admitted my f- okay here's the thing <laughs> wait did you just cut me off <laughs> yes here's the thing oh my god i i know you think you can't but if you'd been born to my parents or any other hispanic family you would so okay but here's the thing daisy they didn't teach you to roll your r's they they no sure one did. did oh so you just happened to be born to the right family that didn't need you to roll no, your R's? No one I know who can roll their R's like you do had a lesson in R-rolling. Okay. That's it's just something you, it's most not, people no, can do. But there not, are, turns no, out there are people no, who can't. It's not something that you can do or you can't. It's something that everybody can do and some people decide that they can't. But you can't do it because you were taught to do it. No, you just I, knew I you could do, do it, it because my parents, right, I was you heard automatic, it and you were like, oh, my I language. To, oh, they're going, blah, 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 so I'm going to do that too. Right. Just like you can. I can't. Okay. Anyway, so how's your day? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Long day. Long day, but really good day. So I wrote a song today with my dear friend, our dear friend, mm-hmm. Matthew Scannell. Matt Love Matt Scannell. Matt Scannell, uh, lead singer of Vertical Horizon, and my dear friend of twenty years or He's more. Awesome. And we've written many, many songs together. Mm-hmm. In fact, a couple of the songs we've written together are among your favorite songs I've ever done. A hundred percent. When you loved me is that's in your top three, right? Mm-hmm. It's in my top three. Mm-hmm. 
I close my eyes every time I wake up Cause every little thing makes me think of When you love me, when you love me I wrote that with Matt Scannell. Love it. One and of I my love favorites. Matt Scannell. He's like my little That's brother. That's one of everyone's favorites. He's my, he's my little brother I never had. Um, great singer, great songwriter. We had not written a song together in well Five minutes? over a year. No, well over a year. <laughs> year and a half since pre-COVID. Okay. We got together today. We wrote a killer song mm -hmm. in 90 minutes. That's just not fair. I mean, all finished. Music, lyrics, chords. But I think that here's what people don't know that you do. Whenever you have a writing session, you your 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 creative juices start flowing. Yes. Like the day before, and then anything that you're doing, whether it's a hike or whether it's oh, can I talk walking about this? or you just you connect with the universe. You pull the melodies, you pull the lyrics, and you show up to every writing session that you have Prepare. with half a song yeah at least okay thank you for that thank you for mentioning it, that. it's but it's it's not that i mentioned it's an observation and it's true i've always been that way i like to yeah. come in with some some ideas in case yeah. you're just ending up because you don't want to just get there and right. have no ideas and stare at each other i mean i like to wing it but sure okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so in Matt's case, because we're such close friends, if I hadn't come up with anything in advance, that still would have been okay. We would have sat there and we would have come up with something no matter what. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting you say that because it wasn't yesterday or a day prior. It was this morning. I woke up extra early, a couple of, like an extra hour early. Mm -hmm. I did my morning hike without you mm -hmm. because you were still asleep in bed because it was really early. Thank God. And I thought, I'm just going to go, because that's where I find songs now. I find them on my hikes. And so I was walking, and I and this melody came into my head. And so I had my phone, and I sang the melody into the phone mm -hmm. and the chords. And as soon as I got to Matt's house, I said, so I got an idea. It's just a melody. I have a vague concept of something. So I sang him the melody, and he went, oh, dude, I love that. And the next thing we knew, we were like we were racing to finish each, finish each other's musical and lyrical sentences. It was effortless. That's amazing. And we wrote a song about, it's called My Love, My Enemy. Yes. We wrote a song about, in this case, a man who has historically treated his lovers awfully and disrespectfully and callously and just left people in his wake yeah. as there are many people who've done that yeah and now he's met someone that he really cares about mm -hmm. but he realizes that karma is about to bite him in the ass because she's about karma. to do that to him i love karma and yeah i love that concept yeah mm -hmm. it's different we used some there were some lines that are it's dark but it's it's a really good song so i'm going to record it next week mm -hmm. so that was that was the so what was your inspiration for that bulk of my day um my inspiration was trying to come up with songs that expand beyond my experience because i've never been like that i'm not someone who's you're not thank goodness no and nor have you been no 
So putting yourself, making yourself a fictional character, if you will, gives you all this room. You don't have to draw from your own life. You don't have to draw from your own experience because sometimes that can be limited. But if you draw from just pure imagination. Or just things that you know from other people. Right, or, or hearing from about some knowing, douchebag. Just life. I like the idea of retribution, of a reckoning. Because I, I want to believe that that's a real thing, especially when it comes to Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. I want to believe that Donald wow. Trump is that headed, was a twist. is headed for a reckoning. Okay. This is not that. Wow. But okay. I want to believe in karma. We've talked about this on the podcast. Yes. Because I don't really believe in karma. I think that you do. I don't. You do. I believe in the idea of it. I love the idea of it, but I don't think it's a reality. It is a, a real thing. It's not. It is. No, because there are, like we've talked about this. There are people I know who are later in life who are don't have much time left they've had no karma you don't know that that's what you always say you know that you don't know that okay karma for me needs to be an all or nothing it it needs to be like it needs to be an absolute it, it needs to be on the news like everybody no, it needs-, needs to be that i know for a fact that you don't everyone need to know who's lived their lives as a shit heel yeah dies a miserable lonely horrible existence okay you don't need to know that you only need to know that for yourself everybody else deals with their own karma you say that and you may not it may not involve you i know it's hard to no i'm not talking about grasping me the concept that you may not know of something i certainly hope nothing about donald trump ever involves me or anybody who I think is a despicable person. Okay, but here's what I mean. People who you know, who you think have been miserable human beings. Yeah. Who you think, oh, they've had a lot of success and blah, blah, blah. And they're doing well. And they've had, you know, marriages. And when a marriage doesn't work, they marry somebody else. And, yeah. and then somebody else. And they seem to have this wonderful life and blah, blah, blah. And but you always you say, but you don't know don't what's going on inside them. know what is going on. Neither do you. They could be like, wee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I've been a shitty human being. I've fucked yeah. everybody over. Wee! No, no. Good for me. No, that is not the point. That is not the point. The point is that it may seem that that's what it's like, but it isn't always what it what, seems. Okay, what about the really good people who are consistently good people throughout yeah. their lives who never get a fucking break? Never. They never get anything really good. But maybe that they're the ones them. who are truly happy. No, I've met them. They're not. But maybe it's not those They're pissed. People. No, maybe it's not those that you've met. Maybe it's other people who seem to you and to me and maybe to some other people like, oh, that's a pretty shitty existence. But to them, they're like, no, I have a wonderful existence. I help people. I'm not talking people about those people, Daisy. I'm talking about great, people like, I know who are really have been... Well, you know a lot of douchebags. I also know a lot of really good people... Yes. ...who've just never had a break. Really? Yes. Never? Never. Never, ever, ever? I know a couple people who... Everything I know about them, and I know them well, mm. and for a long time, and they've just bent over backwards to be good, a good person to and yeah. help people out and try to be a good person, and they just get fucked 
Well, maybe Left that's their right. karma for a previous life. Oh, really? I don't know. Okay, really? I don't, maybe. Oh, God. What do you know? Do you know otherwise? Maybe, maybe it's a previous life. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the life before the previous one. Maybe it is. Maybe you're full of shit. Maybe I am. Maybe there's no karma. Maybe there is. <laughs> God. Is this my karma right now? <laughs> Having to endure this ridiculous banter? <laughs> My point is that you don't know. You think you know. You want to know. You don't know. I I never said I know. I don't believe in karma. Well, I don't believe in the Easter Bunny, but maybe he exists. Really? I thought that was wrong. <laughs> that was that was a bit much. Sorry. Okay. Your <laughs> your erotic dreams notwithstanding. <laughs> Every Easter, Daisy posts some picture of like a dude with like killer abs and a bunny suit. That's really? the Easter. That's the I Easter did, bunny. Uh, you, yeah. yeah. Well, I got tired of people posting like you know Kate Moss and in, in a Playboy suit, so I thought tit for tat. You got tired of what? People posting like Kate Moss oh. in, in in a Playboy yeah. bunny suit <clears throat> for Easter, so I thought I would pick my own. And you did. I did. Um. So I asked our listeners, and I, by listeners, I mean people who follow me on social media, who I think also listen to our podcast, yeah, to submit some questions. I thought it's been a long time since we've just taken questions from people. And topically speaking, I don't really even want to talk about what's topical right now because it's, there's nothing good going on. So I don't yeah. want to talk about any of that. I know. I want to talk about- So boring. I want to just answer questions yeah. and drink tequila. Yeah, let's escape for a minute. I want to talk while drinking tequila, which is why the name of our podcast is Martini Talk. Tequila Talk. (laughs) Ready for our first question? Sure. Vicky Hurst wants to know, as a couple, what is the thing you most value about each other? Oh. Also, many of us learn later in life what we really want in another person or in life in general. What advice do you both have? For those in those early stages of relationship, of a relationship or adult life, that's a really good question. That's a great question. Okay, what's the what's the thing you value most in me? Um, your hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are so many things I value in you, but um, I think your values and your a sense of who you are and who you want to be and your heart. You're a good person. And also the way you love me. I think that for me, that's very important. Yeah. Because you could be a really great guy, like a wonderful person, but if you don't love me well and you're a little shitty to me, I can't value many things about you. You know, like I could still be like, oh, he's a good guy, but he's shitty to me. You're great to me. Like you are a mm. wonderful husband. Oh, baby. You are an extraordinary father. You are a, 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 a beautiful son, a caring person. You're a caring friend. You care. You, you're just, I value that in you, that you are really who you say you are. Wow. I'm kind of speechless. 
I That's love you. That's one of the most beautiful things you've ever said to me. But it's true. It's true. And also your hair is amazing and you're it's gorgeous. Good, and right? you can sing like a motherfucker. And write songs that are just truly unforgettable. So, hello, I won. <laughs> well, I won. And that's a very difficult question because, like, I'm not just parroting you, but I, it's, it's a like, where do I even begin? But especially in the last couple of years, what I've found that I value in you, for lack of a better word, I guess, but that's the question. Your um, care for your loved ones, your care for your family, your not just willingness, but determination to take care of the people you love is remarkable. I, I get to benefit because I'm one of those people now. You are. But when I watch the way you, it's like you want everything to be special for the people you love. Yes. You want every vacation to be memorable and special and unique and wonderful. And I see you, I see you putting the people you love first and there's almost a devotion to that from your parents to your sister your brother-in-law your nephews to me to my mother like you're you're like the greatest cruise director <laughs> but as a as a person who's a leader because you are really are a leader in the family you always have been it's a, it's a beautiful sexy amazing thing about you oh that's beautiful but there are many thank other you things. thank you so that's that's a good question um okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. She's right. You, you do one of the benefits of our meeting each other later in life is knowing what we not necessarily maybe what we want mm -hmm. but what we don't want yes i think that that is just as important in life many people are always talking about you know knowing what you want and following your dreams and i think that oftentimes a lot of us don't know what we want don't know what a dream is we don't really have a path to follow our purpose in life is not as clear as other people right and <clears throat> i think that what's important is 
to know what you don't want. What are your deal breakers? To know your deal breakers is as important as knowing what you want. I agree. And you learn that from life. You learn that from... Yeah, you can't know that when you're 23 years old. No. You learn that from your, <clears throat> your mistakes and from your breakups, from your heartaches, from your failures, and you gain perspective and you gain knowledge from all of that. It's funny. I think as you get older, your level of tolerance in uh, for some things mm -hmm. increases and in other yeah. things decreases. And that's all from experience. Yeah. I, as, as you go through, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to be as crazy like yeah. i'm just gonna like go with it let go of it but when it comes to things that are really important yeah zero tolerance because you know what because i i know that that's a no-go yeah. i know that's a deal breaker why waste I know, your time why waste my time yeah. I, no it's like no tolerance for it move on yeah okay um this is really more for you but i think it's for both of us with mtv turning 40 years old which it just did a couple of days ago <laughs> just like me <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh that hard. Um, what do you think is the future of music videos? You first. I think that there will always be a place for music videos. I think that the 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 platform will change as the years go on, because you know. We, you think ten years from now there's going to be like absolutely music videos? sure. Yeah, I think that the platform may not be YouTube. It may not be Hulu. It may be something else. Um, <clears throat> it started with MTV and it was wonderful. It was such a great pop culture history moment yeah it was great but you know you move on from that to um videos. i mean it had a good run yeah as just a music video channel yes and then it became a reality yeah. tv channel yeah you know and it was also groundbreaking in that arena which is wonderful yep um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it sucks. They don't play music videos anymore. Well, they don't have to because now you can get your view, your music videos on demand. You go on YouTube, you watch any music right. video that you, you want. You don't have to sit around and wait for a That's video right. that you might like. That's right. You can have a playlist on YouTube and, and have that just the same way that we did when we were young and we would have MTV on and it would almost, almost be like a playlist of the hits of the moment. Um, you can do that now. On I feel like the only people who are complaining now that MTV doesn't play music videos anymore are people named Karen. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. I, I just want them to play music videos. <laughs> Probably. Um, but there will always be a platform for it because people want to see their, their favorite musicians hmm. interpret the music. Um, whether it's going to be a live footage video or whether it's something that, that they created, there's always going to be, because it's such a creative process, it is such uh, a part of the music, there will always be that. And they're becoming more and more inexpensive to do. Well, they're becoming easier to do. That's all relative. Yes, yes and no. Someone can do a music video now on their phone and their fans will appreciate it just as much as a million dollar video from 1992. Maybe. That's where I sort of differ with you a little bit. Because there was a time for a long time, up until maybe I'd say 10 years ago, where if you invested, if you were a, a, a decent selling artist and you wanted to really promote your record, you could make a video for a hundred grand, which was 
That's like a median. Like mm-hmm. I made videos that were more expensive than that mm-hmm. and less. But let's just say you want to space like you were going to spend between seventy five grand and a hundred grand, and that turned into a big hit song. You're going to make that money back easily. Mm-hmm. Those days are long gone. Right, but you could you could clearly make a a video that your fans will love for five or ten grand, and you're not going to make that money back. You might. It's you might just, make it in touring. It's very difficult to do now. Well, I think that if you're going to be... So it's a dilemma for, for an artist, uh, especially someone like me. Sorry, did I interrupt you? No. Um, it's, a, it's a dilemma because you want to keep your face out there and you want to keep your... You want to keep up with what's going on. Yeah. And keep a visual uh, identity. But at a certain point, it becomes like, who's watching this and who's People playing are watching. this? I-, I think that your fans are watching your videos. You you can see that in the hits that you get on YouTube. You can see how many views it has. People are watching it. People are looking for the video to the songs that they love. And you mentioned, well, for you, what it is it worth it for you? Well, it is because, first of all, an artist like you, and there are many artists like you yeah. who can afford to make a video for less than they ever have. And they may not make it back in record sales, but you make it back in touring tickets. You tour, you're but able to play. the videos don't put, don't, no, the videos have nothing to do with ticket sales. Well, it, people get hooked onto the song by watching the video. Sometimes the interpretation of the video makes you like the song better. But my, anyway, my answer to the question, will there always be music videos is, I think there will always be a version of that. Yes. As long as there are platforms for videos where fans can go and listen and watch their favorite artists interpret that music that they love, there will yeah. always be videos, I think. Let me give you an example. The last music video that I put out, well, one of the last two was... In 2020, or late 2019, uh, I had a single called Another One Down. And we spent money on this video. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick Spanos, who's a talented director and photographer, Mm -hmm. did it. It currently has, it's a year old, it currently has one million views on YouTube. That's amazing. It's not amazing. It is amazing. Okay. Right here waiting. My official music video oh for Right God, Here Waiting. Oh my God, how old is that though? 12 years old. So you would think 12 million views, right? No. No. 334 million views. Okay, but okay. So what's the point of making a new video? That a million people want to see it. No, they just want to see the old shit. No, they don't. Clearly a million people want to see the video. And now that our view our listeners know that there's a video they will go see it's, the point is that there's not that many places to promote it but people know that if they want to l- watch a video to a song that they like they can go on youtube and find it hmm. and also that you know it's much cheaper than the video that you made for right here waiting yeah i guess what i'm saying is i just want everybody to understand that i'm not remotely dismissing the million people who viewed that video i appreciate that but a million views on a video translates into about eight dollars <laughs> L- literally right but it's a, that's not the point that's not the point 
Well, at a certain point, it becomes fiscal. At a certain point, it becomes like, do I want to spend 15 or 20 grand on a video where I'm going to make back $8? Well, but is is it worth it to have a video for music that now you are singing on your shows and that you can play during your song on I, a show uh, and maybe. people can... It's also a vanity project. No, I think that people will find it. And, and we as fans do like to search for the videos to the songs that we like we just like it really and, and we're sorry that you don't make a lot of money when's the off last of time it? you heard a song you were like oh i want to go see the video for this billy eilish mm-hmm. there were a couple of songs from billy eilish that i was like oh i want to see what this is about and were the videos and, and there were a couple of Nicki watching? minaj songs that i was like oh she's really creative <laughs> and i don't really know what the song's about let me go see what her video is like like i hear songs all the time i love yeah i love bruno mars leave the door open i yeah. love this new song skate yeah. It's never even occurred to me right. to go see if there's a video, which I'm sure you know there is. You know why? Because you're old. Well, this is twice in a row yeah. that I have to remind you that Harry Styles is taken, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Oh, I did go see the video to Harry Styles' um, Watermelon Sugar High. I'm sure you did. I did. I'm sure you did. And you were there. Yeah. I showed you too. The last video I saw by accident was Ed Sheeran's video for How do you Habits. watch a video by accident? I'm sorry. Because I Googled to, to see the lyrics. Yeah. Because I wanted to see what the lyrics were, Bad Habits, because I really liked that song. And the first result was his video. That's which, a great song. It's a great song, but the video is really good. And the video, I think, was really expensive. Yeah. But he's Ed Sheeran. Yeah. So he's selling so many records that maybe he's making that back. Uh, I again, I don't know that he's making that back off of the video. No, but not off the how video. How many views does he have? Uh, millions upon millions. No, hun- hundreds of millions. Okay, so that just goes to like show he's probably in a few weeks has yeah. as many views on his okay. new video as I have from one twelve years ago. Okay, so that proves my point what that people dick. people do want to see <laughs> people want to see the videos. That's yeah. my point. You know. Does Daisy ever ask you to sing one of your songs to her or do you guys keep those two worlds separate? Now, that's a good question. Mm. Here's what happens. She asks me every once in a while to sing to her and every once in a while I ask her to say, coming up on MTV, <laughs> Richard Marks. Oh, that would be creepy as yes, fuck. Yes, That would be so cringy. No, we don't do that. Um. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. And we promised, I actually answered this person on social media. How is Daisy, this is from Annette Gallagher. How is Daisy Cuban and vegan? Mm. I live in Miami. You can barely get a salad in a Cuban restaurant for fuck's sake. (laughs) She put FFS, which stands for 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 fuck's fuck's sake. sake. Healthy eating and Cuban food are diametrically Mm. opposed, but I do love it. Go. Okay. Here's the thing. Yes, I'm with you. I totally get where you're coming from. But yes, you can. In fact, a Cuban restaurant is one of the few places where you can get a salad without cheese because the Cuban salad, appetizer salad, is a very clean house salad with just kind of um, like romaine, tomatoes, onions, cucumbers, oil, vinegar, salt and pepper. You're done. Right. Salad. Most other places put cheese on it or they'll put bacon on it or whatever. So I totally get it. But here's the thing. Most cuisines, the, 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 the largest portion of most cuisines are vegetables. Yeah. 
So besides, yes. Mm. So when we talk about Cuban food, which is delicious, the sofrito, which is what you start every meal with, which is the onions, garlic, peppers, um, olive oil, salt, sofritos, sofrito. So why at uh, Chipotle is it sofritas? <laughs> sofritas has nothing to do with sofrito. It should. It doesn't. It's it's just one letter off. I know. They just made it up. I love the sofritas. Yeah, they're very good. And that's really just um, tofu, seasoned, crumbled tofu that that tastes almost like uh, ground beef. It's not just. It's delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. It's not just that. Yeah, it's delicious. Incredible. So when it comes to Cuban food, the the, the main uh, animal protein uh includes pork mm-hmm. chicken gross um ground beef gross but the good news is that you can totally replace those because they are not it's it's not like oh it's steak which is a little bit it's, harder to replace daisy what you're saying is like when i've mentioned on this podcast when you make us a bolognese mm-hmm. a pasta bolognese at home you use impossible meat. Yes. Bolognese. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Because I do the recipe exactly as it's called right. for in a traditional Italian bolognese recipe, but I just replaced the meat with impossible ground okay, crumbles. Okay, we're, we're veering off topic because what she's, what Annette, it's Annette, right? Hang on. Yeah. So my point is that she's with, saying like it's Cuban food. Yes. Cuban food. So talk to for, Eddie Eddie uh, Eddie Garza. Eddie Garza. Chef Eddie Garza. Makes- yes, he makes wonderful. Uh, 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 he replicates Mexican, Spanish, that Cuban sandwich. He made Colombia, at our house. all sorts of dishes. Holy global shit! Global dishes using. So, for example, if we're gonna make, so you this 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 lady who who asked this question, she's yeah. from Miami. Yeah. There is a place in Miami called uh, Vegan Cuban Cuisine. Yes. We order from them every time we're in Miami. Yes. They make the most amazing Cuban sandwiches, and they replace the pork with uh, jackfruit, which the texture is very similar, and the sp- they cook it exactly how you would cook. What's the other Cuban thing, uh, like popular thing that we always get from them? Croquetas. Croquetas. Croquetas, which they make, again, they, oh, they the so same good. texture, same flavor, but you replace the meat with either... You know, uh, some sort of plant-based it's protein. The, and the sauces that they send with it's them. It's all very traditional, very... Amazing. Um, exactly as you would have it, but the, it's just that the animal proteins have been replaced. Yeah. And the textures have to be the same. Uh, so for for the pork which is the cuban cuisine is very heavy in 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 pork you you use the jackfruit for the picadillo which is the ground uh beef i use the impossible meat and i cook it exactly the way that my grandmother cooked it and it tastes exactly the same yeah it's phenomenal um uh for the chicken there are a number of things that you can use including jackfruit but many other replacements for chicken i think jackfruit is best for replicating barbecue chicken 
Well, any or kind shredded, of shredded chicken. Shredded chicken. Any yeah. kind of shredded chicken yeah. or pork. Yeah. Because it really yeah, is in the seasonings. Sure. It takes on it's whatever the same flavor texture. you want. It's the same texture. Jackfruit so is a miracle the key. food. That's the key with any cuisine is to replicate the meat, which is usually a ground meat or a chicken or a pork with a really good protein source that has a similar texture yep. so that then you can cook it exactly the same way with all your seasonings, with your sauces. And if, if for some reason something calls for chicken broth, you just replace it with vegetable broth and put in a, a, a plant-based chicken bouillon or something that will give it that flavor. Right. There are so many things. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That you, can, that you can use to replace a traditional recipe while still keeping you know, 95% of the original recipe. And that's what's important. So I get that many people, many people do say to me, how can you be in Cuban? How don't you miss your Cuban food? No, I still have it. I still have all of it. Yeah. It tastes exactly the same and I feel better about it. In fact, to me, it tastes even better because I don't like a lot of the gamey, you know, um, fatty, animal meat so to me it tastes even better it's cleaner but same flavors love it we'll be right back after this short break this person's asking and very specific one question for both of you with three answers required from each (laughs) okay okay sean character all right it's very very like right now bossy uh name the one the one not yeah. name one name the one the one album book and movie Ooh. which had the greatest overall impact on your respective lives damn love y'all go is what it sean said oh my god okay i kind of want to hang with okay. sean because i feel like he's like a take charge no yeah. bullshit guy yeah um i'll start I'm going to tell you right now, Sean, I'm going to piss you off right now. There is no movie. Mm. I There are movies I love so much. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is probably my favorite movie. Did it have an overall impact on my life? No. No movie has ever made an impact yeah. on my life. Uh, book, easy, hands down, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Mm. And I didn't read that book until I was 51 years old. Yeah. Or 50. Well, I don't think it would have meant anything to you. You read it when you were 30. I think maybe not, but it would have meant something to me in my 40s. It would have meant something to me somewhere between 40 and 50. Mm. I, I I regret that I didn't find it before I did. Yeah. It's my Bible. He, by the way, 
there's a woman's version as a woman thinketh mm-hmm. um you can read the entire thing in 25 minutes probably but you'll read it and you'll read it and you'll look look it up again and you'll it's mm-hmm. so impactful but i think that both both of those versions are very similar i think that back in the day when it was written you would say as a man thinketh meaning man meaning mankind people yeah people yeah so i, I although think you don't know sim- like it was written in i think 1904 or something like that yes it might have been a little very um, misogynistic, misogynistic. Yeah. but i can you know without buying into that i can translate and yeah. interpret what it's saying yeah. everything to, i've to people said to you to when I was, because we were together when i found that book and it you could see what it did to me yeah and when I would read you quotes or I would send you quotes when we were yeah. dating, I would text you quotes from it yeah. and you would go, oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, of course, it, it's going to resonate with anybody. Sure. What about you? Book. I think book-wise, it had to be um, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. Which is an, another incredible book. It's a great book. And I read that in my early 30s, probably. And that's why you believe in karma and I don't. Well, it's it's not... Just because of that, I, what I loved about that book is that it opened doors for uh, m- m- much more exploring, and it opened my mind to things that I hadn't thought about before. And no matter w- the, the thing about many lives, many masters, which is a true story of a psychiatrist who is treating a patient who has many, 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 many phobias. And she's crippled by them. She's crippled by them. She doesn't really believe in any spiritual things that we're talking about. She's a nurse and she's working at the same hospital that he's working at. And she was, he was recommended to her because he was very successful in treating phobias with uh, past life regression, not past life regression, with, with hypnosis. So he would hypnotize people to when they were children, to when they were young, or to whenever the trauma occurred that is causing these problems or yeah. these phobias. And with her, he kept regressing her and regressing her and regressing her, and there was no progress at all. And and he was really baffled by this until one day he said, let me just try again. And he realized that he had regressed her to previous lifetime and there was no way that she could have explained that there was no way that he could have explained it he started recording all the sessions anyway it's fascinating and whether you believe in all that stuff or not the message that comes from this book the message that comes through this woman for all of us those messages are valuable to everyone regardless of your religion regardless of what you believe in and what you don't and regardless of where you are in your life or how old you are. And I, I think it really just opens your mind to yeah. the possibilities of Yeah, I, lo- I love everything. that book too. I love that you gave it to me. Yeah, I give it to a lot of people. Yeah. And I, it got it just got me started on reading more, just reading more about didn't you Didn't you the buy mind. me that book when we were first dating, when we went to that shaman bookstore? I think so, probably. That was probably one of the first I think it was. things I gave you. Because yeah. you had mentioned it to me. Yeah. And then we were in this bookstore and you just got it from me. Anyone who I speak to who is kind of interested in in life and beyond, who kind of has an open mind and an open heart, I I give that book to because it, it really does open the doors to many other things. It just reminds me of, for, it's like the one of the previous questions. The list is so endless, but of the things that I adore about you and that are attractive 
about you to me. But your curiosity from day one and today now. Really? Yeah. It's so, oh God, it's so beautiful. I love you. I, I see am curious. You, I see you still, I see it in your face sometimes. Your curiosity is it's such a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful trait in anyone. But when you're in love with someone and you see their constant curiosity, I think that's super hot. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what breed of dog would Richard Marks be? Mm. Hint, any answer other than lean, mean greyhound is incorrect. <laughs> what breed of dog what would What breed you of dog be? would I be? Huh. You would be a golden retriever. Really? Yes. You would be a fucking terrier. <laughs> I'd probably be a pit bull. You'd be you a think? pit bull. Yeah, I'd be a pit bull. With a terrier dominant gene. <laughs> well, pit bulls are terriers. I know, but that's right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, oh, what's our... We get this sometimes, but we should say, what's your favorite tequila drink? Tequila drink? The kind that goes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is that a trick question? Okay, I, don't, I don't First understand. of all, Daisy and I both prefer clean, straight tequila. I would say Añejo is my favorite yeah, tequila. Añejo. And any Añejo tequila I'm willing to try. And But I think what they're asking is, Oh, drink, like mixed drink? Yeah, and I have nothing against margaritas, but I haven't had a margarita Yeah, in I would have to ages. say a Paloma. A Paloma. Paloma. If you've not had a Paloma. Ask for a Paloma the Have next time. a Paloma. Yes. You'll thank us later. Okay. Um, What celebrity were you both starstruck by? Mm. I think we just talked about this with- We kind of did. Not on the podcast, though, I don't think. Really? No, I think it was a conversation with like, I feel like Rosanna, your sister might have been involved. Really? Yeah, was there anybody that mm. you were, who you were starstruck by? I don't know. I, well, I don't remember what I said, but let me think about it now. Um, I was a little starstruck meeting um, Clinton. Were you? A little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah he was the president. He was the president. I was at the White House and it was a moment. And I was just like, wow, this is happening. This is who he is. This is the most powerful man at in the, the White world. House or when he came over to your table in Miami? No, at the when I first met him at oh, the White House. Okay. Hmm. Um I've met so many of my heroes. Paul Newman. Mm, that's a good one. Paul Newman. I just told this story on a podcast, on somebody else's podcast. Mm -hmm. And you also wrote something beautiful about the first time you met him, which yeah, was wrote, picked up by a couple of uh, platforms, but you originally wrote it for, I'm forgetting. No, I just wrote it to to write it, and my and then, editor pitched it to uh, uh, Car and Track. Is that track? recent track current track is that is that what, what it, where it was originally published and then a bunch of people picked yeah, it up yeah, yeah it was yeah. a great write-up it was a great story um i i it should have been in your book but i can't believe that you forgot to put it in well your there book were so many you just look, kind of you, you've been with me on hikes it was like a bonus since story since the book came out <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I've gone, oh, for fuck's sake, oh, I should have written this book. one. Okay, I just got, remembered another story. You've got a whole other book. Yeah. Meeting Paul Newman and then, uh, you know, I subsequently had several interactions with him over the years, all of which were memorable and story worthy. Um, that's the name of the podcast, Story Worthy, that I just did. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's coming out today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, name a couple of your favorite musicians or celebrities. Mm. People who you just like, who huh. you're a fan of. Who I don't know. Or you do know. Huh. Let's go, with, let's go with people you don't know because then it's... Yeah. You know. People I don't know who I like? Yeah. Okay. I like Brad Pitt. Yeah. I don't know him. Yeah. But you know what's funny? I've had a couple of dreams with Brad Pitt. Really? Yeah, I've had a few dreams. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear them. No, they're they're kind of odd in that in every dream, he is just someone who I know. Well, then you ran into him at a grocery store. Yeah, For but real, that's not, not in a dream. I barely remember that. That was, I was... I was at a store here in LA and you know, you're just looking on a shelf for some shit. It was a small supermarket. Yeah. And I looked to my right and there was Brad Pitt looking at the same shelf, but just a little bit, you know, to the right of me. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, this is such an LA moment. And that's all it was. I, I, at that moment, I recognized it for what it was. No, of course not. I'm not going to bother somebody. So, in your dreams, is somebody you know, like any of the dreams where you were with him? With him? No, in the dreams, we knew each other well, and they weren't. I think maybe in one dream, I was. we, We were lovers. We were like boyfriend and girlfriend, or together. Yeah. But in like three other dreams that I had with Brad Pitt, he was just someone who I knew well, who was a friend, who knew my friends, who when he walked in the room, it was just a, a, a recognizable face mm-hmm. and, and someone like we just knew each other, which is really weird because I don't know him. Yeah. But maybe it's because of the dreams or maybe it's just because he's such a famous celebrity, uh, 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 such a world star that i just feel like i know him when i don't yeah. i don't know what that phenomenon is i don't know what that's about why he appears in my dreams regularly um who else has appeared in my dreams there have been a couple of celebrities that have appeared in my dreams that it's just that's not the weird question. oh who do i like yes. okay so i like brad pitt yep um i like harry styles yeah i like jennifer aniston yeah I don't know any of these people. I just feel like I would like them. Right. Um, Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. I really like her. So like if you're scrolling on social media or something and you yeah. see Billie Eilish, you're going to always stop and read it or Not check always, it out. but usually. Uh-huh. I feel like she's a really interesting young <clears throat> woman. I think that she's a little bit more extraordinary than people her age. Yeah. I like what she has to say. I think... Um, I watched the documentary and I think that she comes from a, 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 a really cool family. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel like if she is who we think she is, she's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There are a couple of people who 
as you know, I have this history of attracting people into my life. Mm-hmm. There are one or two people I've met very briefly, so I can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disqualify them because I don't know them. Chris Martin being one from Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Always, like I really like, I think he's a really talented guy. But whenever I've seen him in an interview, I always think, I like Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. I like him. I think I like this guy. And then well, we had dinner him. with him. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked him a lot. Yeah. But I don't know him. It was like, uh, you know, we hung out for a couple hours. But that kind of disqualifies him a little bit, right? No, because you still don't really know him and you still yeah. like him. But let's go with people I've never met. Okay. I feel like George Clooney and I would be pals. Really? Yeah. I feel like George yeah, He Clooney seems like a would, cool cat. Yeah. He's yeah. a cool cat. I think we have a lot in common. I think we both have a a respect. He's a little older than me, but I think we both have a, this great reverence for an era of style and class and, you know, like Sinatra, Cary Grant, that yeah. whole thing that we both have an appreciation for. Yet you're both still modern and you like to have fun. You're yeah. not really Yeah, he, he you're seems not like, old fogies. He seems like yeah. for the most part he's having a lot of fun. I agree. Yeah. Um for a long time, and again, this is somebody I spend even less time with than Chris Martin, but one guy I think is so fucking cool is Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and we met him. We met him. We my mom loves him too, because yeah. my mom and I were both obsessed we used to watch mm-hmm. justify together my yeah. mom and, and i watched it together still one of my favorite shows of all time but in anything he does he's yeah. great he's a really good actor and but when you see him on conan o'brien you see him in a talk show he's so funny and cool yeah and so he was doing an off-broadway show right after we got married like right. 2016 and we went to new york we got tickets mm-hmm. he was gracious we went backstage to meet him. So nice. So nice. He walked back. Well, I remember we walked like a few blocks yeah, we with, him a few blocks with him and his wife. Yeah. She was lovely. They he was like really super nice cool. People. Like yeah. he was super cool. Super cool. But I feel like that was a real brief thing. And I feel like Timothy Oliphant and I should be pals. Yeah. Like I always had that feeling about John Corbett. And now I'm friends with John Corbett. That's funny. Did you really always have that feeling? Yeah. I mean, Every time I would see him, yeah, I would think, oh, I, I like him. And it's funny because now that we hung out with him, I remember you saying to him, every time we would see him, you'd say, and I forgot you did this. Yes. And I forgot you did that. And I loved you in that. And yes. I, yeah, it's kind of like you forgot all the things I forgot that you liked him in. the things that I had seen him in. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. I like him a lot. But hanging out with him a little yeah. bit. And we're gonna go to lunch next week. Yeah, because we're 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 buds now. And we can't mention him without mentioning his beautiful wife, Bo yes. Derek. Bo, he's married to Bo Derek, who is spectacular. And I don't know, like he and I just sort of hit it off, right? Yeah, like totally. we were instant buds. Instantly, you both have this ridiculous trivia knowledge. Yes. Well, he. I finally found somebody who knows as much about <laughs> Elvis bullshit as I do. Oh, that was incredible. That was incredible. He and I like, were literally guys- going down the list of every Elvis yes. movie. Naming his character name. Yes. And neither of us fucked it up. It was fascinating to watch that. It was that. pathetic and tragic. It was beautiful. But. Yes. Corbett's a cool guy. I like You guys are like, like twins separated at birth. I like him. <laughs> I like him. Yes. 
Oh, you know who else I like? Who? I really like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like I could really hang with her and have a laugh. You probably could. I, I feel I like I think you it. guys yeah. would hit it off. I like her a lot. Okay, we'll make that happen. Um, what's something you would tell your school-aged self? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, oh. Good question. Adrian. Adrian, that's a great question. A great I don't question. know. I would maybe say, you know, um, don't be so shy. Grab the world by the balls because. Well, you did that. Yeah, but I should have done it earlier. Yeah. I, I would I would have said to myself, just be, be more awake, be more aware, be more present, grab the world by the balls and start taking charge sooner. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell my school-aged self to not estimate my value by how other people view me. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like we can all say that to our younger selves. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. And that we was need to remind ourselves of that right now. That was, always. Always, that was a little internal battle in that instead of just being self-loathing, which I wasn't, mm -hmm. I had a really good, like, I like me. Mm -hmm. I've always liked me. I've always felt like I'm a good guy. Right. You, have a, you had a healthy sense of confidence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In the, I, 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 there's no way to say this without sounding like a dick. But from the time I was a little kid to now, I feel like if I knew me, I would like me. Yeah. I think I'm fair. I think I'm funny. I think I'm a good hand. <laughs> you are. I think I'm a I good hand. I agree with all of that. So when you're a kid and you feel that way, you feel like I'm a good, I'm a good hang. Like I'm a good person. And people are mean to you or yeah. for whatever their own reasons are. You, yeah. you place any sense of value in that. Mm -hmm. People who don't know you at all. Yeah. That's That's bad. That's something that we all have to go through. We all struggle with regardless of yeah. how old we are. Um, we just deal with it differently as time goes by. Yeah. I did a podcast a couple months ago with a wonderful woman named Melinda Hale, who I know from Twitter. Yeah. And she interviews really cool people. And we had a really great uh, chat about my book and stuff. She asked... What's the one thing you want Biden to accomplish during his presidency? And I would say that you can interchange the word Biden with anybody. Sure. This, it's the same thing I wanted, I would have wished for Trump to accomplish. Yeah. Or Bush or Obama or anybody, which is a sense of unity mm -hmm. that I have not seen exist yeah. in as long as I can remember. That's my one wish for, yeah. and, and you can't, you can't even hope that a, a president can mm -hmm. accomplish that. I can get much more specific. Okay. I would like for President Biden to accomplish a fair and free and civil transition in Cuba from communism to freedom. I would love for him to implement something <clears throat> that could begin that could be the beginning of a change. Can he single-handedly do that? Yes. Yes, he absolutely can. The United States, as the most powerful country in the world, 
is the only one who can begin that transition, who can put some laws in it's, place. It's 90 miles from here. We could spit and... Yeah. Yeah. And take over the government. It's one helicopter. Yeah. Okay. We've done it with other nations. And we I know we have a lot of history with Cuba. We have a lot of political history that, you know, a lot of us don't even know really what is behind it. There are a lot of... Uh, there are a lot of mysteries between the United States and Cuba, which I guess only the governments know. Yeah. But there are also a lot of things that we do know. And regardless of all of that, we're talking about a country that has no, uh, no human rights, no civil rights, yeah. no rights. We're talking about a country that is completely controlled by the government. The government is now suffering, so they are putting pressure on other countries. They are blaming the United States. So the people of Cuba think that the United States is to blame for their troubles. Some of them do because they are limited in the news that they get. Yeah, They are limited in the information that they have and the things that the history that they are taught in school is what their government wants their people or their to know. parents or... Yeah. Well, no, it's, it comes from the government and the parents are taught by the government. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it, it's a lot of lies. It is all about control. It is communism. It is unfair. There are no rights. There's nothing equal. There is nothing good about it. And the people, you know, are not complaining about what they don't have and that they want help. The people are screaming because they want freedom. They want someone to help them overtake the government. And I believe- I hear that, it every day. I believe that President Biden is in a position to, to, if not completely be the person who changes everything, he can certainly begin the steps. He can certainly put some laws into place. He can take those first few steps that make that transition for the Cuban people possible. So that's what I would like to see from President Biden. Some balls when it comes to helping the people of Cuba achieve some sort of freedom and to get some human rights back. Okay. I'm with you. Um, I want to end on a little slightly less serious topic. Yeah. We got a question from Deadly, D-E-A-D-L-E-E, -E, the rapper who's of Mexican-American and African-American descent, mm -hmm. popular rapper, LA-based. Deadly wants to know, he says, I loved when Daisy Fuentes hosted Miss USA and Miss Universe pageants. Mm -hmm. Has she thought of doing it again? Mm. First of all, congratulations, Deadly, on your career. <laughs> He's yeah. doing well. And uh, did you, how was that experience for you? Did you love it? And my question is, because that was a long time ago you did those. Yeah. In what we've uh, culturally, how we've grown culturally, how do you feel about women competing with each other in terms of those kind of things? Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. So back in the day, I really loved it. I love, there, there are things that I love and things that I think need to be definitely refreshed and updated yeah. when it comes to those pageants. Um, back in the day, I loved hosting those pageants simply because 
I loved making television. And as far as a live television production goes. And they were an institution. Yes. When it comes to a live. Everybody watched them. Television production of that magnitude. Where it's being shown all over the world. Yep. And these pageants really are like a version of the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where all countries, men and women get involved and they're all rooting for their country. That girl represents their country. The same as that, like that team represents mm -hmm. their country. So it has a sense of pride for people. And it has a sense of like this, this global competition, which is fun. So for me at the time, it was just about a television production, a live event where I felt the adrenaline. I felt a part of the team of the production that was bringing this massive event, this live production to the world. So that was How really, nervous would you get right before? I, I, I don't know that I was nervous. I don't know if I was nervous or excited. excited. I think that there's a very fine line between the two. So maybe I was a little bit of both. Yeah. I loved it. I really thrive in that environment. I love doing live television. But then as I got older, I realized that many things about that those pageants were very misogynistic and very mm -hmm. outdated mm -hmm. and very antiquated. But I do still think that within everything that is uh, antiquated and maybe slightly negative about it, these women all used what was given to them for, for some good, for positive. Yeah. They all now had a global platform to uh, champion whatever causes they wanted to stand behind. And that's very positive. You know, that sure, that were they using the way a woman looked? Yes, sure. That has happened throughout history. Do we need to, to change it? Yes, we need to change <clears throat> that. And that's why I've slightly changed my mind about it. But the fact that these women are still in control of what they want to put out there, how they want to look, how they want to portray themselves. And then once they achieve any level of, of, anything within that competition, they have a platform, especially if you get named Miss USA or Miss Universe, you definitely are able to have a career for yourself and call attention to important causes. And yeah. that's a very positive part of it. Now, there are people that will say, oh, well, it's degrading to women. Well, nobody's forcing these women to do this. These women are doing this because they want to, Yeah, because they enjoy it because they want to seize an opportunity, because maybe that is the only opportunity that they have to make it in life or to do what they want to do in life. So there are positive aspects and negative aspects to it. I'm very happy to have been a part of it. I would love to be a part of maybe an upgraded version of that mm -hmm. um, where men and women can compete. Mm. That would be very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's the one competition where I think men and women can compete and, and it has nothing to do on their physical attributes it's yeah right as opposed to maybe when you're talking about some uh, maybe the olympics where maybe you know men have an advantage over women with some sports this is the one thing where i think we're all even and equal where men and women can kind of shine and it would be kind of interesting to make it more of a i mean it's still 
it would still be referred to as a beauty pageant. But maybe it doesn't have to be referred to as a beauty pageant. Maybe it could be as, you know, referred to as as some sort of uh, an extraordinary human pageant where and, and oftentimes in these beauty in quotations, these beauty pageants, it is not the most beautiful woman who wins. It is the woman who really shines the most, who yeah. really stands out the most. But the premise is still what it is. The premise is, and it always will be. It's what it's. Yeah. Who, There's still a swimsuit competition. But it doesn't have to be. No, there shouldn't be. I mean, not that I'm against it, but it doesn't have to be. You know, it's and and. Uh, my point is, if you want to have a contest, mm-hmm. like if women want to enter a contest yeah. to see who's who people who the judges think looks best in a bikini that's okay yeah you, if it's, it's not degrading to, to them en- it's not degrading exactly if it's your choice to enter it and that's what you yeah, want to do they're like who hey am I? i've got a rocking right. body and i want to compete with that's okay sure who am i to say oh that's degrading but to why, women you know maybe maybe make that its own thing right and not part of uh, i know. agree yeah so i think that a, a great competition between men and women to see who shines the most who at a very young age has can can do the most with this title who can achieve the most that could be interesting i think it should be a new pageant where after all the competitions and all the the um you know the series of competitions throughout the evening when you're down to two yeah the person who wins is the one who can spell chrysanthemums Okay, that's <laughs> it. All comes down to that. That's crazy, and everybody would lose. Or hydrangea, <laughs> or no? I think it would be very interesting. I think that competition is always going to exist in life. I think that beauty pageants, as we have known them in the past, I think that that's over. That's super antiquated. Yeah, but that's why we haven't seen much of them. Exactly, they're they're not doing what they used to do. But I think that there is a way to upgrade them to make them more modern and to really continue giving the power to the people who are in the competition. And that's really what it's about. When you join one of these competitions, nobody's forcing these women. This is their choice. And if you're really smart, you can do a lot with it. I think that as all of us in society have to speak up against some of the more degrading parts of the pageant Mm -hmm. and just be like, we're not interested in that anymore. We just really want to see who the most extraordinary person is. I think good competition is always going to be interesting and it should be about that. I'll just end with this because we have to wrap it up. I certainly saw you at one time or another hosting one of those pageants. But when we started hanging out together, I would start Googling you and YouTubing you. And <laughs> I found a lot of footage from those pageants. Yeah. And it was unfair because no one could compete with you. Oh, honey. Seriously, it was like. I always kind of was hoping I would win. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy you a tiara at some point. Yeah, that counts. All right. These were great questions, everybody. <laughs> Thank were. you. We should I love do this. It. I think we should do this once a month. Yeah, we should. We should do more of this. And we also had a request uh, uh, from someone asking if we would do a live, a Twitter live or one of those. Because we haven't done one of those in a long time. Yeah, And and he said, like, times are still kind of dark. Yeah, they are. That's a really fun thing for some of us. Yeah. 
It was very sweet. So we'll do one in the next few days. Let's do it. It's just that, you know what it is? I, I, I always feel like I look like shit. You look gorgeous. So I just have to get over, like, I, I don't care what you guys think I look like, and I'll just do more of them, and that's fine. You're ridiculous. But yeah, we'll go live <laughs> in the next few days, yeah. and we'll just hang out with you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Be safe. Get vaccinated. Yes. And uh, see you in a week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Marks. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. <laughs>